of what happened to Jesus. You could say, in one way, it's a drama. A drama remembering the events of that Last Supper. Tonight, we're going to be thinking about stories. Stories. Not any old stories. I mean, I could tell you my favorite stories. It might be the story of Thomas the Tank Engine. Or I suppose we ought to say, as we're in Romford, Percy the Park Keeper. But no, we're going to talk about the stories of the Bible. The Bible stories that mean so much to us. We're going to be telling them. We're going to be remembering them. The psalmist says this, I will sing of your love and justice. To you, Lord, I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life when you come to me. Our first song is an incredibly old song that invites us to tell the old, old story. And uh, we'll stand or sit however we want to as this song comes on. And let's join in if we know it. Thank you. Please do sit down. The old, old story of Jesus and his love. Let's come and pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have a book of stories, yet they're not stories that have been written in a creative, by a creative author, but they have been inspired by the Holy Spirit and they are the Word of God. We thank you, Lord, for the stories that teach us and the stories that help us, the stories that train us and the stories that guide us. We thank you, Lord, that in the centre of the story, is the story of hope and salvation. The story of redemption and new life. The story of a saviour who came to bring hope to a lost world. And Lord, we come now to remind ourselves of those stories. And as we remind ourselves, to also remind ourselves of the story. The story of a crucifixion, a death, a paying for our sins, but rising again to new life. Thank you, Lord, for this story. How many of you remembered that old hymn? I noticed one or two singing every word, not even looking at the screens, and others who thought, oh, this is a bit old, isn't it? But there's some great words in that song, as there is in a lot of the old hymns, that talks about, you know, what struck me that in that one is, 
tell me the story of always, if you would really be in any time of trouble, a comforter to me. That sense of the stories are of comfort. Stories we forget. So what we're going to do tonight is we're coming around communion table. We're going to start off by storytelling. And Vicky is going to be my amazing assistant tonight. And I want to ask you, the stories of Jesus, we know them well, don't we? What is your favourite story? Tell us the favourite story of Jesus. And why it's your favourite story. You haven't got long, so... You know, it's not going to tell us the whole of the gospel in one move. But what's your favourite story of Jesus? And why is it a favourite? And if, if you want to share, put your hand up. Vicky will run to you, walk. And she'll hold the microphone. But just tell us stories of Jesus. Which one and why? And Susan's right off the mark. Thank you, Susan. It's um, the story of uh, Lazarus, and I particularly like uh, the analogy of Mary and Martha and the dispute between the two sisters. And um, I can just understand and be in that place and realise, you know, Jesus had these two women who he was bickering almost, and he handled it in a most amazing way. And then with the rising of their brother, um, all of that was forgotten. And uh, so the bickering before was forgotten. But that's uh, a story that I really particularly like. Uh, I think it's got a human touch. Thank you, Susan. Great. So all forgotten afterwards, except we remembered 2,000 years later. But that's another <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Any others? Stories of Jesus. Which ones? Thank you. If you could just drop your mouse when you're talking in the mic, it just saves the distorting of the mic, your voice. Uh, for Jesus' story, which amazes me, is about um, uh, the woman who was caught red-handed in adultery, and then those guys uh, sent um, her to Jesus. And as a Moses' law says that if one is caught, he should be stoned. And what do you say? And uh, I imagine Jesus just uh, kneeling and then writing in the sand. And I was wondering, what was he writing so that everybody will identify what they have done? And uh, they all just left because what he wrote, I'm sure it affected everybody. And maybe Jesus knows the hearts of everybody. So he look at my face say, George, you have been doing this. So when I, I just see it, just go away to make sure that I'm not accused of it. And I'm very sure that's what happened to all those who were present. And so I know for sure that anything we do, and then we, we accept that we've done it and confess our sins, he will always forgive us. So that amazes me much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great, thank you very much. Okay, lovely, we're getting several stories, thank you. You said uh, if you haven't sinned, you can cast the first stone. Jesus said, I'll, I'll forgive you too, because he could have cast a stone. 
because he was going to sing. Yeah, lovely story that. Um, I saw a great cartoon the other day about that story. It just brought it home to me where you had a group of, they were women, but that's just the way the cartoon was written. And one woman saying, I could have cast the first stone. <laughs> but Jesus didn't. Jesus said, Vicky, do you want to go back to the microphone again? No more, please. It just shows the compassion of Jesus. Yeah. It does show the compassion of Jesus and how... In one way, he was saying, look, the rules that you've got are not the right rules. Let's show grace and love. And that story just shows it in so much. I'm talking of grace. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine is just about um, how Jesus was conceived. Because it was the Holy Spirit that came upon Mary. And um, I think this shows that even if we have enough faith in God and believe in Jesus, even in times of any problems, trials, tribulations, he can easily let us overcome anything because he's able to do immeasurable more for us. So that's what really inspired me in the story. So thank you. It's a story about how even Jesus came into being in the New Testament. Thank you. Yes, Muriel. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, there's so many stories of Jesus to pick from. But one that I like to think about now, as I get older, is the story of Jesus in the boat in the storm. Because I think as disciples, we too sometimes forget to put our whole trust in the Lord. But once we do, we're safe. Mm. And that always reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah. It's a great story. Because Jesus was in a few storms in the boats, wasn't he, at different times. But the one thing that always strikes me about that story, and that probably strikes you the same way, is Jesus asleep. And how he has to be woken up. And how often we have God asleep. Not that God is literally asleep, but we've put him to the edge of our lives. And God's, and you're in trouble. And we say, oh, we can't do anything. Yeah, well, you've got God there. Let him come alive again in you. Beautiful story. Thank you. Who's next? John. We're not letting Vicky run around so much tonight, are we? Yeah, there's uh, many, many instances, of course, in, in the scriptures. Uh, but I, I think it's the compassion Jesus showed to those who were regarded as being untouchable, mm. uh, to those who were leprous or unclean, mm. the way that Jesus just showed such great love and compassion for them. Uh, and that strikes me as being very important. Thank you. Yeah. Ben at the back, please. Yeah, I would say there's many, but um, I really like the story of, um, I think it's the, like the Roman sort of general when, um, when he comes up to Jesus about his uh, son that's very sick and um, he just says, just, I'm a man under authority as well and just say the word and then um, he'll be healed, like you don't even need to come to my house, just say um, he'll be healed and he will be. So I just think that's such an amazing story, um, the guy's faith and also sort of not to judge a book by its cover because you probably looked at him and you would think, well, he doesn't know much about God, he's a Roman general, he's probably uh, treated lots of soldiers very harshly and, um, and probably uh, the disciples and the other people looking at him would think, well, he's part of this set of people, he's oppressing the Jewish people, he's not uh, helping us, he's not on our side, he's um, against us. So um, just to see that and how Jesus sort of, um, yeah, sort of 
uh, said how good his faith was and how strong his faith was um, was really good as well. So just uh, thought that was a good story. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Thank you, yeah. The amazing thing about these stories is Jesus relates to all different kinds of people, from the powerful centurion to the woman caught in adultery, to the lepers. Not one did Jesus not relate to. Any others? Hannah, Matt, go, go anyway. Start that side and work right around, Vicky. Uh, I quite like the uh, woman at the well, uh, purely because as people, we're really good at putting barriers and walls up and say, yeah, well, they're different to us. So I don't really want to talk to them. I don't want to relate to them. But Jesus looks more at our heart and more at our individual personality and recognise actually that everybody's made in the image of God and he isn't afraid to break down the barriers that we put up. So mm. I just like that because it gives all of us an assurance that no matter who we are, the Lord wants to save us and wants to know us and that's really important for the world today, especially. Thank you. That, and what Jesus did there with that woman in the well was outrageous. In his time, that was outrageous. There'd have been letters to the deacons had I, the minister done it. There'd have been complaints all around. Jesus, a Jew, spoke to a Samaritan, unclean. And he did it in daylight, in a public place. Outrageous. Matt, you're exactly right there. You know, Jesus broke down the barriers that were man-made. And went multicultural in that one act and uh, bless somebody. Thank you. Um, the one that really comes to mind was when um, Jesus beckoned to Peter when there was a storm on the sea and he said to him he shall keep coming and then looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of his faith at that time, he was able to concentrate and he didn't focus on the storm and um, he was able to keep going towards Jesus, but immediately looked away, which most of us, we do most of the time when challenges come, we don't focus on Christ. I know it could be difficult, but when he looked away, it kind of started sinking, and then um, um, Christ started telling him that, oh, look, your faith, your, your faith wasn't good enough, you of little faith, kind of. But um, I cannot relate to that, because when we have challenges, particularly these, um, these unprecedented times, we kind of look away from God and think, okay, we were able to do things ourselves, trying to cut corners and trying to move away from what we have believed all this while and then trying to do things our own way. But I believe that when we constantly look at Jesus, the beginning and end of a faith, even though it may be challenging, but it will be there with us all through the storm and to his glory we will surely come out of it. Thank you so much. Yes. Such a great story that as well. Yeah. Hannah. Um, possibly a little predictable for me, but I like the story of uh, the children going to see Jesus. Just how they had a huge amount of excitement and a rush of urgency to see Jesus. And, and I think for me, as an adult, I still want to have that childlike faith to be able to, you know, have that excitement to come to church, to spend time with God, and to, um, you know, and to see Jesus, how those children did. 
And I've, I like this other aspect of how, you know, these children would, you know, could have just seen Jesus in the street and wanted to go to him. They hadn't come to Sunday school or gone to church, or they might have not gone to church or temple, you know. And, uh, and they were probably very young and very little and, you know, and this element of like kind of, you know, adults basically were trying to get in the way. But, you know, but Jesus said, you know, but Jesus clearly said, don't stop them from coming to me. And these children might have been a bit rough around the edges. They might have been, you know, they might have never met Jesus before. But Jesus was so prepared for, for them to meet him. And I think that for me and my Christian walk, I have to, I want to be able to position myself like Jesus did to meet anybody and everybody that decides to come into my path. So, yeah, it challenges me a lot, that one. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You want one, Vicky? It's one that I remember from scripture during the scripture exam. And it's that one where. That, that phrase, it's not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick, when you know, Jesus is being told off for not eating with the, with the proper people, but eating with the people who were the sinners. And I just think that brings us hope, and you know, that all of us are welcome. Thank you. Isn't it great to just share stories? I mean, we've preached probably 12 or 14 sermons between us tonight, and reminded ourselves of actually who this Jesus was, who we remember around bread and wine. A God who became a human being, who broke the rules, the man-made rules, not the God-given rules. A man who broke down barriers. A man who reached out to people in need. The man who healed and fed the multitudes, the man who walked on the water, invited Peter to come and do that with him. This is the Jesus who we follow. I could go on to say, then does the church reflect the Jesus we follow? And I could argue very often, no, sadly it doesn't. aside I want to ask you tonight as we come to bread and wine do we believe all we heard tonight do we believe every one of those stories do we believe the lessons we've heard tonight do we know that Jesus as our Lord and our Saviour be quiet in prayer for a moment. Oh Jesus, that we would know you better. Oh Jesus, that we would love you more. Jesus, that the stories 
refresh in our minds again and our relationship with you would grow. Yet Lord we say we do believe in you. We do believe in the power of the gospel to save. We do believe in the power of our God. Amen. We're going to sing a more modern song. This I believe. We'll stand as we sing. Please do sit down. stories of Jesus. Now we're going to hear read the story of communion. Thank you, Elaine. Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 to 32. For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognising the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we judged ourselves, we would not come under judgment, but we are judged by the Lord. being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. We thank you for the word of the Lord. Drink the cup, we've heard the story. But we've also heard how we need to examine ourselves. Spend a moment quietly, just examine ourselves, preparing to take the bread.
tonight. How Jesus was the great forgiver. The non-condemner. God walking this earth with the values of our Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we need not fear being in your presence, even with our sinful past, because you are a God who forgives. And so, Lord, at this moment, we confess before you our sins and also receive your forgiveness. Receive your love. Thank you, God, that you are a redeemer. And thank you for our forgiveness. Amen. We hear that song when stay seated. There is a redeemer. So, on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, broken for you. The same way after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, Claim my death, Lord, the Lord's death, until I come again. As we relive this story, may Christ come real to each one of us afresh. May we meet Christ in the receiving of bread and the drinking of the cup. Vicky will be coming round to insert. You can hold, oops, you can hold your uh, hand out so that the bread can be placed into the hand. That will be helpful. And then she'll come round, whenever he's been served the bread, she'll come round with a cup. Eat the bread as you receive it, but please wait for everyone to be served before we drink of the cup. The body of Christ broken for you. of an old hymn there was no other good enough to pay the price of sin he only could unlock the gate of heaven and let us 
Father, we just thank you for feeding us with these symbols of your love, of your care. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and just giving us a way to spend eternity with you. Lord, as we gather around this communion table, we remember those loved ones of ours who are going through particularly bad times and struggles. And tonight, Lord, again, we remember Ken, Simon, Nikki and the family as they mourn the loss of their wife, mother and a dear friend to so many of Pauline. Wrap that family, Lord, in your loving arms. Lord, we remember the others in this church who still mourn loved ones. We pray for them right now. Remember those, Lord, who are unwell and ill at the moment in hospital. Lord, May your healing hand be upon them. And Lord, as we pray for ourselves and pray for our fellowship, we also pray for your world at this time. And again, Lord, we lift up the situation in the Ukraine and Russia border. We pray for peace, Lord. We pray for the pulling back. your glory. Amen. We have met with Jesus and in a moment we're going to go out with his presence in our lives. But let me just remind you that this week there's the prayer meeting on Tuesday night and all are welcome to join that on the Zoom, the links in the notice sheet. If you don't get the notice sheet, if you let us know at the church office, we'll make sure it's emailed to you. I'm sure there's probably a printed copy or two around tonight if you want it. And on Wednesday at lunchtime, there's the lunchtime service, the pause of the week, and a great time just to come and just spend half an hour in worship and prayer at 12.45 here in the church. And on last Wednesday, Wednesdays at RBC, we haven't got them this Wednesday evening, but last Wednesday, we talked about the next course, which is this course on Be Still, and it's about our personal, private, devotional life. It's a superb course, but let me just say, if you want to get the book in advance, it looks like this. And Daniel, I know, has a number on the bookstall uh, that you can pick up tonight. Just about being still, a simple guide to quiet times. And we're going to be studying that on the Wednesdays at RBC from the 9th of March. But you might want to get the book and have a read of it. In advance and thank you Daniel for sorting that out for us appreciate that had an opportunity to just uh, be able to read the book uh, about quiet times and that and please do plan to join in the course when we do that starting Wednesday the 9th thank you for your offerings and the wind is coming <laughs> let's pray and give thanks for the offerings of God 
Lord, we thank you that you have given us so much. And Lord, we pray you will take our offerings, all that we are, and all that we have, and use them for your glory. And Lord, for that which we put in the bank or in the offering boxes, that which we paid through the card machine or given online, Lord, we pray you will take them all and use them for your glory. Amen. Anybody think the wind wants to come in tonight? In a moment, we're going to sing a final. So we go for this place in the love and presence of God. May we know God's blessing upon us and may the blessing of God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless. Please go carefully. <laughs> and don't forget this book's on the bookstore.